Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Christina Wallace. And I'm Kate Scott Campbell. And you're listening to The Limit Does Not Exist. A podcast for human Venn diagrams. Coming at you every single Monday. And hosted by us. What do polar bears with strobe lights have to do with goals for 2018? Well, for starters, they're both in this episode. That's right. This is a rather comprehensive CNC episode, if I do say so myself. Uh-huh. We cover things like space trash, atomic fashion, and finding your tribe. We're also delighted to introduce a new segment on CNC episodes with former guest and now our friend. Can can we say that? Oh, well, yeah. Christina, she's my friend. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Emily Wapnick. <laughs> Yes, you may remember Emily from episode 45, How to Be Everything, which is one of our most downloaded episodes ever. Emily is here to discuss what's going on with those 2018 goals, if you're someone who's into setting goals or not, and how you can build in positive accountability. Which I have to say is way better than negative accountability. Mm -hmm. Plus, stick around for our recommendations and shout outs in the always delightful lightning round. Indeed. Let's just uh, get started, shall we? We have polar bears and strobe lights to get to. Mm -hmm. I think we should. 
<laughs> Let's do it. Hey, Christina. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little cramped. I'm in my closet again. <laughs> but uh, I'm good otherwise. How are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> so you had your big uh, show kickoff uh, yes. the other night. The, the new season. Is that right? Yes. Like kind of post-holidays. How'd it go? Yeah, it kind of is like that. Yeah, I it was great. So yeah, we had our sort of quote unquote opening for Sunday Company at the Groundlings. And really what it is, is it's kind of like our halfway point of our six month kind of run. And it's a roundup of some of our best of sketches and, and here's what we've been doing. And oh my gosh, it was such a fun night. It was just full of energy and support. And it was just a blast. And I have to tell you, Christina, like Mm -hmm. after I do something like that, inevitably the next day, there is like a very aggressive adrenaline drop that happens to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're just on this like high and also just, you know, we're there all day prepping. And so just the like creative energy is just like at peak level. Yeah. It's days like today where I have such deep gratitude for being a human Venn diagram. Mm. Because if I did not have other projects to throw myself into, as I did like crack of today, (laughs) it was a very full day with completely different content strategy projects. Mm. Um, Like I am so grateful for those because I, I have found that it's very healthy for me Mm -hmm. to have something else that's very different to channel my energy into. It kind of saves me from the insanity of my brain that wants to like reflect and relive and like pick apart everything. In portfolio theory, we would call that negatively correlated beta. Ooh. (laughs) I know. I know. I love that. It basically means in a a portfolio, you want to have assets that have negatively correlated betas that just it basically means when one goes up the other goes down and vice versa so if you think about insurance Mm -hmm. on your home your home is worth a lot of money your insurance is worth zero even though you have to pay for it you're actually putting money out but if Hmm. your home runs down your insurance pays out so you want to have things that balance each other so that you're not all in and then you lose everything So in your case, you had a thing you were all in on for the last Mm -hmm. couple of days. Mm -hmm. And today, as that was going down into its, you know, little well of post-show blues, you had Mm -hmm. something else to kind of bring you back up. That's the entire philosophy behind a portfolio career. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for validating my experience with like a very cool (laughs) sounding theory. (laughs) So uh, how can I return the favor here? What's going on with you? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just all over the place. But I think you can return the favor by telling me about this cool project that Amanda Pingbadapakia is working on. Speaking of portfolio careers, uh, you found a really cool Kickstarter project that uh, our former guest and very talented human Venn diagram is working on. Yes. In fact, Christina, this is kind of our very unofficial segment in our CNC episodes called TLDNE Guests Doing Cool Things is what it's labeled <laughs> in our show doc. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the unofficial name. I love it, though. It's yes, good. I do, too, because, you know, we are so 
always and ever inspired by the guests on the show and what they have done and continue to do. And if you guys haven't checked out Amanda's episode, it's number 44, Creative Brain Power. And in that episode, you really get to learn about how Amanda is an expert of not only starting new and multiple projects, but completing them. Mm-hmm. I was so inspired by that. And she talks about this concept of stealing time and how she fits it in with a full-time job and everything else. And so in true Amanda form, I was going to say in true Amanda fashion, which is a better segue. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> so there it is. Um, Amanda just ran a successful Kickstarter campaign, which we uh, have been talking about as of late uh, mm-hmm. on this show, um, called Atomic by Design, a fashion line and tribe for curious ladies. So Amanda has designed this what looks to be like a capsule clothing collection a very cool fashion centered around the 118 atomic elements and this it's just awesome (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's super cute it's t-shirts and sweatshirts and bomber jackets i want a bomber jacket that Uh, has like the hydrogen atom on it it's very (laughs) cool hydrogen and carbon and sodium and all sorts of uh very interesting beautifully designed uh, both in form and function, but also in like the print and the colors. I mean, we're not surprised. Amanda Pingbodakakia is a graphic designer and Mm -hmm. uh, a great science communicator through visual stories. So not surprised in the least, but um, very, very excited to see where this goes. This was funded in December. So Mm -hmm. I think she'll be sending out the fashions to the order soon, but I kind of hope that she expands it beyond just the Kickstarter. I want to see where else she goes. Yeah, I agree. And I love that she has also, you know, added in this, this built-in community that, you know, when you get your swag, you can join an online community and talk about atomic particles and all kinds of cool <laughs> stuff. Because, I just you know, love that she phrases that you don't have to be a scientist to wear these clothes. You just have to be insanely curious. Yes, yes. A word that we love. So... Mm-hmm. Props to you, Amanda, for continuing to use your unique skills uh, and your design sense to enliven STEM for for everybody. It's awesome. Speaking of enlivening STEM for Ooh. everybody, <laughs> do you like that one? I love uh, it. So Bob Eckford-Ausey, one of our very first guests, had uh, tweeted out or maybe put on Instagram this Washington Post article, and then you sent it to me too, so we knew it was a sign, um, <laughs> about this New Zealand-based spaceflight company called Rocket Lab that just successfully delivered its first orbital payload, which is a, I don't even know how to describe this, a reflective, how do they say, 65-faced ball of crafted of carbon fiber it just looks like a giant disco ball sort of yeah or like a or like a D dungeons and dragons like die that you would roll oh, there you and go. the uh, fans out, out there, there. okay <laughs> so somewhere between a dungeons and dragons uh die and a disco ball but giant uh and it's totally reflective they're sending this out into space it's going to orbit the earth for nine months before it disintegrates but the way it's constructed they're calling it the humanity star Mm -hmm. Um, it will twinkle so brightly it can be witnessed by observers on earth i feel like that's kind of cool but some people are calling it space graffiti (laughs) 
Well, yeah, Christina, I first heard about this when I was driving around listening to L.A. Public Radio. And what really struck me about it was all of the backlash from astronomers being like, why would you do this to us? You are <laughs> you are like literally cluttering up the universe with this, you know, bright, shiny disco ball. I just thought it was really interesting because the the question that was kind of brought up in the coverage that I was listening to was like, is there any regulation for like throwing a big snowball <laughs> like into space? Like apparently not. Like just projectile trash into right. orbit, you know? Uh, apparently not. Um, but it's uh, you're right. There's a number of scientists that are annoyed that it's going to maybe clutter up their imaging or just like. I don't know. It's going to be up there in space. It might hit something. It's going to be distracting. <laughs> Unclear. But, you know, they're they're not excited about having their images streaked with what they call destructive light trails of glinting objects. Um, <laughs> which, you know, if that were my job, too, I get it. It is yeah. a giant disco ball. Yeah. However, <laughs> I still kind of think it's a cool art project. I'm going to get totally slaughtered on Twitter by the astronomer yeah. community for that statement. Yes. Hello, astronomer community. Lovely to meet you. I also feel conflicted about it as well because, like, part of me thinks, oh my gosh, what Pandora's box is this opening <laughs> up? Like, for better or for worse, right? Like, yeah. I have mixed feelings about that idea in and of itself. Mm -hmm. You know, on the other flip side, when I texted you, I was like, is there some kind of tie-in to imposter syndrome here? <laughs> Just like going for it. Like, oh. I, like there's Wait, something what? <laughs> I don't really know what my brain was trying to get at, but basically like the idea of being like, why not throw up a huge <laughs> humanity star into outer space you know like clearly this company is like let's go for it and there's something that's like really you know admirable about that that's kind of a takeaway of like yes go into the unknown like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission apparently right that's what they say all i'm saying is <laughs> Some of the people that are complaining about it compare it to sticking a big flashing strobe light on a polar bear. So if that's not an image for imposter syndrome, I don't know what is. And Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, 
We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So speaking of strobe lights on polar bears. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's Just no kidding. way you can connect that to anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True story. Let's go back a little farther. Speaking of tribes. Okay, that one's more realistic. <laughs> oh, good. We want to welcome back somebody from our tribe who has been on our show before and who we're really big fan of for a special new segment. We are so excited to have Emily Wapnick jumping in with us in mm-hmm. today's episode. Hi, Emily. Hi. Emily is the author of How to Be Everything. She's the founder of PuttyLike.com and the Putty Tribe, which we'll talk about in just a sec. And Emily is an all-around multi-potentialite, which is kind of her way of saying human Venn diagrams. Um, She also has a viral TED Talk, which if you haven't seen it yet, you need to check it out. It is how we first found her, if I remember correctly, Kate. Yeah, that's right. It's called Why Some of Us Don't Have One True Calling. And we mm-hmm. discussed it way back in episode number five called oh Snakes goodness. on a Podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, where we declared our love for Emily, which has truly just grown. 
ever mm-hmm. since. Aww. Like, really. Uh, we we then talked about you right away in The Struggle is Real, which is episode number six, uh, where we talked about different career paths for having multiple interests. And uh, of course, you came in uh, on episode 45, How to Be Everything. Emily, you have this really, really cool online community called The Putty Tribe. And we thought it might be really fun to incorporate our show and The Putty Tribe together to just continue coming up with constructive, hopefully inspiring takeaways for you guys as you chart your own paths. Emily, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about what the Putty Tribe is? Yeah. So, well, first of all, thank you for that introduction. I'm blushing over here and I'm a huge (laughs) fan of you guys as well. Um, So the Putty Tribe is a community of over 500 multi-potentialites or human Venn diagrams from around the world. It's an online community. And um, we support each other. We provide accountability. Um, There are a lot of collaborative projects. There are workshops. We do these things called huddles, which are kind of like group brainstorms where you bring a project you're working on and talk about something that is giving, you know, someplace where you feel stuck and we all kind of brainstorm and put our heads together and try and get you a bit further ahead on your project. Um, There are all kinds of cool things happening in the Putty Tribe. There's a really active forum, um, lots of different events, lots of groups. They're like, you know, we encourage people to start their own groups. So there's like a highly sensitive person group and a photographer group and a coders group and, you know, you can imagine, right? And yet we all have so many things in common because we're multi-potentialites and we kind of struggle with similar things. And um, so it's just a great place to, to get support from other people who get it and who have been through similar things. Yeah. I, just, I love the idea of finding your tribe. I think so many of us who have all of these different pieces of ourselves kind of feel like we're the only ones sometimes. Um, and it's, I think it's just so empowering. I mean, that's how this entire podcast got started. I felt kind of like <laughs> the only one. And then I met Kate and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one. Right? Yeah. So yes. The power of finding your tribe and feeling like there is a place where you fit in and you have peers and you have people that you can go to is just incredible. And I just, I love that you have this wonderful community. I mean, it's probably the thing I've done that I'm most proud of and it's, I can't take, you know, even most of the credit for it because it's <laughs> like, I, I set up the space and I, you know, I, I lead huddles and stuff and I'm in there of course, but like our members are incredible and they're really making it, you know, as special um, and as, as helpful as it is. Um, yeah. They're our putty people. Uh, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Well, you know, the three of us got together and kind of were brainstorming and came up with a question that we thought that we would pose to the Putty Tribe uh, that we thought would be really relevant for listeners of our show, particularly right now because, you know, February is beginning. But this is definitely a question that applies any time of year, in my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emily, do you want to read that question that you pose to the Putty Tribe, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Sure. We're moving into February. Do your 2018 goals still feel as exciting slash achievable slash relevant to you? Do they feel sustainable for the rest of the year or even another month? How are you building sustainable systems slash support for yourself? Or what support do you think you'll need in order to keep going? And I told them to answer any or all of those. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, this is so huge, right? Because like, there's mm-hmm. just like that great energy at the top of January or whatever you have kind of deemed your own personal fiscal year. We've talked about on the show, which might be <laughs> September or another time, right, Christina? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah. okay, thirty days go by or however many days, and it's like, wait, where am I? What am I doing? Does this still feel cool? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everything feels possible when you have a blank slate, and then you get mm. one month in and you've missed a couple of days or you haven't seen you know the same kind of dedication or discipline that you thought you were going to have and I think it can be easy to sometimes just throw up your hands and say oh screw it let's just do what I've been doing you know and like it, it takes a little bit of grace that we we send to ourselves to say you know what we're a month in we still have 11 months to go and how can I regroup and still feel like I'm on track for the year. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was so struck by in some of the responses that we got was something that we've noticed on the show about human Venn diagrams is a built-in self-knowledge of being someone who has Mm -hmm. multiple interests. Mm -hmm. Because I was really taken by multiple people wrote and said, you know what, like goals aren't for me or they're, they aren't for me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Brittany wrote, I'm normally pretty bad at keeping systems for myself. I hate schedules for the most part. Even daily chores can be a struggle because I just don't feel like it. And I love that she wrote, so I tend to treat myself like a kid. I'll make games out of chores, tasks, and goals, or just try to find some way of making it fun for me to do. And mm-hmm. what I love about that is like, okay, I know what I'm not going to respond well to. So how can I hack that (laughs) myself and like come up with something that feels more playful, dynamic, and therefore sustainable? Yeah. So I actually, I noticed this in this discussion and I've noticed it about multi-potentialites before. There seem to be some multi-potentialites who just love structures and systems and they organize their weeks down to the minute. And then there are other people who like rebel against that much structure. (laughs) And I noticed that happening in this thread where some people were like, they had, you know, I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to do yoga every day. It's going really well. I like all this, all these structures they are working really well for me. And then other people like Brittany who are like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. So I'm going with the flow. Some of them, someone said that they're thinking more about like the why, um, like the, the, the kind of, motivation behind what they're doing. Someone else was talking about just wanting to be in the moment and go with the flow. So I think that, yeah, that just goes to show like there's no one approach for everyone. And it really is about knowing yourself and what's going to work. I mean, I I tended to kind of feel a connection to Katie Rose, who had a word for the year and Mm -hmm. goals. Mm -hmm. And in particular, the way that she talked about they felt doable because she had done some of them in a previous year. And then one of them she's done three years running. And so the idea that she could combine them and, you know, like put them all together felt manageable because she's she's worked her way up instead of just putting five giant goals all at once for the year. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I also, I loved this idea. I think Rita put it out there saying, I don't have goals. I just choose my future self. Mm-hmm. And then I try to connect with my future self today on a visceral level, living as that the best I can, right? Moment by moment. That idea of like, who do I want to be? Okay, great. I'm now. I'm that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> and how can I do more of that today? Yeah. Well, something for me along those lines too, Christina, is like I've started 
opening up the idea of what a goal means for me. Like a goal could be joy, you know, like it could be that broad and something about Rita, you know, sort of seeing that future self, even if it's like, well, I'm not sure what she or he is doing or what that looks like. Like what do, what are qualities that I would like in the future mm-hmm. and how can I kind of cultivate those and, and as Adam Hutler said on last week's episode, you know, how can I remain tactically agnostic about how that comes to be? No, that's so true. Um, Emily, what do you see as some sort of patterns of things that you think, you know, have worked for people with multiple interests mm-hmm. in terms of staying inspired and motivated? Yeah. So I think accountability is a good one, but not just like the negative sort of accountability where like, okay, I'm going to tell you that I'm accomplishing this thing. I'm going to write, you know, 500 words every day for a week, and then I'll report back to you and tell you I did it. And if I don't manage to accomplish that, you'll make me feel bad. Like that's not really, (laughs) that's not really what I'm talking about. It's more like the positive form of accountability that I find to be really effective. So hitting that goal and being like, guys, I did it. And everyone being like, woohoo, you did it. Good job. And like thinking about everyone kind of like that moment when you get to tell people that you, you, you did it. And then they're, you know, thinking about that as you go about your week and having that be motivation. And then if you, if you fall short, like, especially in the putty tribe, it's like a really supportive environment. No one's going to give you a hard time. But yeah, I find that just like, for me being like, oh, I get to like report back and like tell them that I I made this happen and they're all going to be like, good job. And, you know, like that's very motivating to me. Yeah. Do you guys feel like, you know, back to what Katie Rose wrote that Christina was talking about? Like, I love that she wrote, you know, she'll be reviewing her goals every quarter so she can set herself back on track should she fall off the wagon. Like, Mm. do you feel like it's valuable to allow the falling off the wagon to be a very real possibility? Yeah. I mean, I think about this when I think about, say, health goals. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do Mm -hmm. Whole30 in the month of January, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. totally worked until it didn't. And I needed a brownie (laughs) and a glass of wine. Yeah. And, right. And if perfect participation was the only potential way to meet that goal, then I would get an F. Mm -hmm. But... If the fact that I ate really well 27 days out of January and I feel better, I slept better, I lost four pounds and I saved a couple hundred dollars in restaurant, you know, expenses, then in that case, I did like an A minus. Right. And so for part of me, when I think of these goals, having an all or nothing mentality, while it can be a very good fear motivator, every single time I'm tempted to not follow through it's ultimately i don't know almost a a childish way of thinking about the world when Mm -hmm. there's lots of gray and there's lots Mm of race and perfection isn't realistic so let's find a way where you can do the best version of yourself the most of the time totally and i i don't think it helps in any way like beating yourself up like that's you know i i just i don't see how that is helpful at all. (laughs) I agree. I think like, I felt this recently. I do a show every week, as I mentioned on the show, this live show. And in that show, there's like lots of short sketches in the show. And like, 
it's this crazy feeling where you'll do one and it maybe won't hit the way you want it to hit with a live audience, but like, you've got to just shake it off and go right back up and do the next one. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that a lot. It really applies here in terms of any creative process of like, anytime you break things into smaller pieces, I feel like it's more of a victory to shake it off and keep going than it would be to just nail everything. Well, and I mean, it's a little bit like we've talked about with um, the balanced scorecard. If you find yourself failing at a goal over and over and over again, yeah. then maybe it wasn't the right goal for you. And that's okay, too. Or you can understand what's behind the why, right? Like, we're not children anymore. Our parents aren't forcing us to do things. We're not getting grades in school. This is all self-motivated for the most part. So if you're not hitting that goal, if you're not writing your 500 words a day consistently, what's behind that? Do you not want to be a writer or are you having a writer's block right now and writing is not helpful and maybe you should go learn pottery for a month? Like, mm-hmm. you know, get, get to the why. Don't just focus on the failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that's I love that Sarah wrote, you know, that the whys are so important for her cuz you're right. We we love talking about that on our show. You know, that like the reason for for doing is really like I think of it as like the power behind everything. Yeah, I also am a huge fan of small goals. So like maybe yeah. 500 words is too much, maybe like 100 words or maybe you set a timer for 15 minutes and you just write and whatever comes out comes out. Mhm make it easy on yourself. And it's more about establishing a habit and just kind of doing something, even if it's just a little bit, and then you can expand from there. If you want. I think that's so true. I think that the mm-hmm. habit is what allows you to build from there, right? So when you talk about Katie Rose saying, I've done each of these things before successfully, and now this year, my goal is to layer them on. Like, that's a great example mm-hmm. of kind of scaffolding your way into mm-hmm. a big goal. Yeah, Brittany also was talking about how she tries not to think about the completion of a project because she finds it super overwhelming. And she has found that she's completed a lot more small projects than than large ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she does have a big project, she she just really tries to break it down into its different components and to focus on the smaller pieces. I like this approach. I do it sometimes too, where like, for me, if I think about the big, dreamy, like end goal, it can inspire me. But when it comes time to actually do the work, it can just make me feel totally paralyzed. So I need to like switch modes in my brain to like, what is the next immediate step right in front of me? Like, what is that small action that I should be taking Mm -hmm. right now? Like, let's not think about the big project. And so I've kind of like trained myself to do that a little bit where it's like, okay, work time. All right. What are the like three very small things that I need to do next? Yeah. This putty tribe is pretty wise. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, Emily, it has just been so much fun to get to hear from different uh, members of the Putty Tribe community and to weigh in on this. And we feel like we've just scratched the surface here. So uh, we definitely are looking forward to having Emily pop back in on the show and continuing to do a little group brainstorm share on Mm -hmm. questions that affect us in our work and our lives and our productivity. Totally. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited. (laughs) Um, I just feel like there's so much wisdom in this community of of multi-potentialites of human Venn diagrams I mean we all know so much and when we can kind of put our brains together and 
see what comes out. Like it's it's just it. I don't know. It's it's cool. Um, like it's great to learn from really successful people who are doing many things and are very accomplished. But I also really like the collaborative community nature of kind of what we're doing in in the putty tribe as well yeah completely agree and if you guys want to check this out more and you don't want to wait until the next time emily joins us you can head over to theputtytribe.com and check out the community for yourself and as a thank you emily is giving our listeners half off their first month so use the coupon code admiral hopper all one word just like our twitter handle yay (laughs) and definitely tweet at us as well at admiral hopper and let us know what you think of this conversation and and how you know you're handling uh your own path towards all of the things Um, but yes, Emily, we're so happy to have you and we look forward to continuing this conversation together. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. 
there's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I love when Emily brought up this idea of accountability and Mm -hmm. particularly the positive kind of accountability, because I know my spidey sense is always to think of like the negative sides of being held accountable for things I don't want to do. But I thought this was really important because, you know, you and I were talking about this on the Jenny Dearborn episode, this idea of learning and development and all of the resources that are offered in a large company or an established enterprise, you know, helping people develop their skills and, and become, you know, the best versions of themselves and kind of comparing that to the lack of accountability and infrastructure and support that self-employed people, entrepreneurs, freelancers, side hustlers get, right? As they think about um, how they want to develop and grow. And I just, I think it's so important to be proactive and really kind of plan for how you're going to, you know, move through these stages of growth, how you're going to pay for them and Mm -hmm. how you're going to kind of have that accountability to really ensure that that you also have that opportunity for forward motion. Totally. For me, this is definitely a case of knowledge is power. And I'm reminded of uh, episode 81 with Kevin Clark, where he talked about being an autodidact, right? Mm -hmm. Or self-taught. And Mm -hmm. he's like, it's helpful. I can do that when I know what I need to learn. Right. But if I don't, well, then, you know, you can't learn what you don't know you need to learn in a sense. Mm -hmm. And over the holidays, I was speaking with a friend of mine who's in a management position at a very large corporation. And she was just sort of casually going through um, her support team that is built into her job there. She Mm -hmm. has both a mentor and a coach, two totally different people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Assigned by her company with whom she has scheduled meetings. And when I asked 
asked her what these meetings were like, she was like, you know, Kate, they're pretty intense. Like my mentor and my coach keep track of my growth. I have kind of a working two to three page document that has you know, an evolving description of what I hope to accomplish in my career and in my time there. And they check in on that with me, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. She also has an assistant or two, and she has things like a financial incentive to see a nutritionist at the company and (laughs) take preventative healthcare actions. Wow. And so just listening to her, I kind of had this light bulb moment, you know, as someone who like comes from a total, like self-directed fly by the seat of my pants, like have gone into large companies for short periods of time as a freelancer, very self-directed. I was like, oh my gosh, like these are built in team members Mm -hmm. that me out in the world, like trying to create the things, Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't think to really structure this kind of support for myself. I love that you phrase it as team members because it makes you think, right? We were talking even with Adam Hutler in this last episode about kind of you as an artist are in the business of being an artist. Um, And, you know, you have to think about yourself, your, your body, your voice, your instrument, your talent, whatever. That's the business you're in. And so if you think about, you know, from the very beginning, probably the first couple of times you had to price out a project where you got to actually set the rates and it wasn't just something that they, they put out there, you probably priced it based on like, well, what do I think I deserve to earn on an hourly rate? Right. And then I bet at some point you're like, oh, wait, I have to pay self-employment taxes, which are higher for (laughs) independent people than they are if you, you know, it's not just the income tax that I would pay if I worked somewhere. So I need Mm -hmm. to factor in a 40% multiple on what I would like to take home. Right. To make sure that I'm, you know, right. And then you start thinking about team members support like this, whether yes. it's an assistant or whether it's a coach or kind of all of that support structure that you would have had in a more traditional world to say, you know, are these important parts of Kate Scott Campbell, the business? Mm-hmm. And how do I use that then to determine my rates and what type of projects I take on or, or how I think about, um, you know, the, the financial side of this and not just feel grateful that I get to do the things I want to do. Right. Like, yes, you have to think about what it actually costs to do what it is you want to do. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think it's a really great strategy to even just start talking to colleagues who maybe have a more structured workplace and asking them like, what sort of built in resources do you have? And then thinking about like, where could I find those? Where could I search for those? And then how much do those cost, right? Mm-hmm. How how can I pay for those? Yeah. And to kind of get a sense of that in thinking about larger discussions about rate. You know, I think also, Christina, structurally, this is really huge, as we've talked Mm -hmm. about on the show, in terms of tracking progress in a career that's very self-driven. What kinds of structures can you map in for yourself to say, okay, even if you're somebody who may rebel against something like timelines and structure, but just little check-in points of ways to say, not just like, where do I have to go, but Also, as importantly, what have I accomplished thus far? Like, what Mm -hmm. has been the curve of my progress? 
you know? Well, and I, I also love this because uh, let's say you're on the flip side and you actually work for, you know, a, a corporation or a large organization full time. Um, these types of, you know, offerings are also things you could think about when you're negotiating raise or a compensation mm. package, because these are not things that, um, you know, are factored into, say, you know, salary bands when a company is trying to ensure that everyone at the same level earns roughly the same amount of money. Mm. And they say, well, we can't give you a raise. You're already at the top of the band or or something like that. These are kind of non-salary, non-compensation you know, forms of compensation um, yeah. where you could say, great, if you can't give me a raise, what about a professional development budget? Or could I have an assistant? Or if there's yeah. a conference I want to go to, can I, you know, get approved for that conference plus a travel budget? Like you can think about these things, which cost the company actually quite a bit less than if they paid you the dollars and you hired those people mm. um, because mm -hmm. they're not paying employment tax on it. And they can actually write these things off as expenses on their own taxes. So it's much cheaper for them to pay for this kind of a resource than to give you additional dollars. Now, the downside, of course, is you go anywhere else and they say, well, what did you make at your last job? And it can be hard to kind of quantify this type of support. But it is a really great opportunity to think about being creative in asking for your next raise if the dollars are off the table. Well, absolutely. And I think even, like you said, even though there may be that downside to be able to like keep track of these extra types of bonuses and support, mm -hmm. you know, those certainly add up to value Absolutely. as well. I think it's important to remember that, you know, we ourselves are commodities. Like we mm. are, we are vehicles that produce work. And so it's important to take care of those in whatever mm -hmm way, shape, or form that means for you. And I'd say also, Christina, you know, you mentioned for those of our listeners who work for companies, I'd say additionally, if you are someone who has, you know, a full-time job and a side hustle or three, mm -hmm. what kinds of things can you glean from your full-time job and apply directly to, you know, the jobs that you're working on in your own time on top That's of true. that, what can you translate over? And it might be a way to sort of say, if you're at a full-time job or somewhere where you think may not be forever, what kind of valuable things can you take away for your own long-term development? Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. 
Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024. And we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother or, in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess the 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again, the First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about Indigenous women's disappearances, and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Christina, you're up. Okay. What are you reading or listening to right now? So we got a record player for Christmas. Ooh. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, we only had a couple of, of albums when we got the record player. But Chaz went out and did a little bit of an afternoon shopping spree at his favorite record store up in Boston. And all of those 
albums arrived yesterday. So I am in a heavy rotation between some John Coltrane and the Velvet Underground. Oh, my gosh. Two fantastic choices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would like to say I picked both of them, but I didn't. It's all Chaz's uh, (laughs) choice of music. He's got better taste than I do. Um, Okay, Kate, over to you. What are you reading or listening to right now? Ooh, I'm going to follow suit with your uh, musical answer. We also have a record player, and we play a lot of Sam Cooke on it, and a lot of jazz as well. So really into that. But I uh, recently, I may have already waxed on the show about this, but I'm going to wax a little more, got Sirius Radio. And in the car, I've been listening to all kinds of interesting things, music that I didn't even know existed Deep Cuts of Beatles, as sung by Ella Fitzgerald. There's a whole world out there, you guys. We're just (laughs) living in it. So uh, I have just been sort of flipping through channels, seeing what comes up, and Uh making new musical discoveries. It has been a lovely way to, uh, you know, add an extra little flavor into my driving in Los Angeles. I love it. I I love how much you love it. (laughs) I do. You know, I love my podcasts. I love my public radio. Every now and then I just like throwing in some kind of, you know, musical deep dive. It's great. Sit up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, Christina, what's the last thing that made you go, why? The MTA. Oh, Oh, yeah. Also known as the Metropolitan Transit Authority. That would be the New York City subway (laughs) system. (laughs) Which is disintegrating in front of our very eyes. There have been numerous exposés. There's a giant fight between our governor and our mayor. Uh, It's just, it's like a lot. Oh my god! And I need them to figure their stuff out. Because millions of New Yorkers use this every day as their primary mode of transportation. I don't own a car and I can't afford a taxi all the time. So we need the subway to work. And uh, it's just continually frustrating everyone. And I'm Um, over it. So there you go. There was actually like a Stella scream in my head today. But but why? It was was a why. It was uh, very much in line with your uh, your line reading there. So there you go. My current frustration. The MTA. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I romanticize the MTA so much when I live in L.A. And so you are, you know, helping to. Uh, That's OK. I romanticize your sunny drives on, you know, the 405. And I'm sure Oof. you're like shaking your Why? fist. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> um, OK, Kate, what's the last thing that made you go? Why? Oh, my gosh. I think it was a recent audition that I went to that I was like squeezing in. It was a commercial audition. I showed up early. I had to wear a blazer for the audition, hoping to get in and get out. And I opened the door to the waiting room and there were about 20 women in blazers. And I was like, this wait time is going to be (laughs) forever. Why? And it just ended up being this like interesting metaphor for life because I get there. I'm like, well, I'm here. So I might as well wait. And then (laughs) like I waited long enough where I'm like, well, I've waited this long. So I might as well 
And then I, exactly. Then I filled my meter for a second time. Then I started, well, then I started chatting with some of the other actresses and really making some nice friends. And like, (laughs) it it was all, I was like, somehow this is a metaphor for so many things in life. When we're like, should I give up? Well, I've been here long enough. At the same time, I could drive off at any point. There was a lot of like inner turmoil happening. A lot of whys. Every time I think about you showing up at an audition with all these other, you know, women dressed exactly the same as you, I think of that song from the last five years where, oh. you know, her audition song when she's like, and I show up and, and there are 200 girls standing yeah. in line who are younger and thinner than me who've already been to the gym. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I understand that. Yes. Sometimes Ross and I will text each other photos. Like he'll be in a plaid shirt and there will be like, he'll send me a photo of like a room full of guys <laughs> all in plaid shirts. And we'll just write like, I am a unique snowflake to each other. <laughs> it keeps you grounded. I'm sure it does. <laughs> okay, Christina, huge question. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Rain or snow? You know what? I don't think that's a fair or question. I don't. Ooh. Because it really matters what the ambient temperature is. Oh, interesting. 37 degrees and rainy, it's a no. I'd rather it be 31 and snowing. But if it's negative 10 and snowing like a blizzard versus like a a balmy 65, I'm going to go with a 65 and rainy unless it's a sideways mist, which doesn't require the umbrella but ruins the hair anyway, at which point I say, screw it all, I'm moving to Palm Beach. Oh my gosh, that is such a detailed. See, I know, I know. It's, this is. Whew, it was it was a lot. Um, okay, over to you, Miss Los Angeles. Rain or snow? <laughs> oh, I've got to give a big vote to rain. Being in LA because we so need it, and yeah, every but you time guys we get it, drive when it rains. That is so true to an astonishing degree. Uh, LA is so not built for the rain, but I have to say. Once everyone gets through it, which apparently is way harder than you think it would be, (laughs) um, everything looks so beautiful and glowy. And you realize that that's the color that palm trees are supposed to be, not the color that they are, you know, covered in smog and, you know, dust. So I love a good rain. And I I hope that this will be like a little podcast version of a rain dance. So we get more of it. Oh my goodness. Okay. Christina, what's one thing that you want to try this month? So I just heard about this app today that I am absolutely going to be using in the month of February. It is called Gender EQ. And it it is a very simple app that does exactly one thing. It is a machine learning experiment applied to gender equality in a meeting room. So you literally open this app, you stick your phone in the middle of the table, and over the course of the meeting, it tracks what percent of time is spent by men talking and what percent of time is spent by women talking. And at the end of the meeting, you look on the app screen and it shows you the breakdown. Oh my God. This is revelatory that's incredible i was like this is amazing and yes wow there you go gender eq download it that's incredible kate what is one thing you want to try this month well 
I don't think this is cheating. I've tried it for a day and I'm into it. So I think it's new <laughs> enough to say. Okay. This is also an app, Christina, called mm-hmm. Moment for okay. the iPhone. And what it does is it tracks how much time you spend on your phone every day. Oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, and also it will track like how much time you spend on each of your apps. Oh, I really <laughs> want to see that. And I have to tell you, I'm really a big uh, fan of if you want to change anything, it's great to do an assessment first. Oh, it's true. Where you, you are. The awareness. So yeah, how bad is it? How addicted are you? I apparently am not so addicted. I was reading an article and the woman who wrote the article said that she was on for like four and a half hours a day was her first day. My first day I was on for two and a half hours. That's um, it's because you drive. You can't be on your phone while you drive. Well, and I have to tell you. I'm on I, my phone on the subway. Well, there you go. I know, right? So so it's like it's all about just setting your own personal goal. I think it's great to like have a day where you feel like, oh, I've been on my phone too long and just see how much time that is, what that feels like, you know, I and know, then I set know. your own. But I have to tell you, I've cut my phone time in half. Okay. So I guess I've had it for like two days. The second day I was on a lot less. I don't know if that's going to keep up, but I just, it's actually like a very pretty, like gentle app. It's not like you terrible human, like get off your phone. Like it's a very loving. I'm excited about the app that affirms my behaviors. And I'm stressed out about the app that tells me that I need to change my behaviors clearly. So there's some, there's some growth opportunities in February. A hundred percent. Okay, Christina, let's take it home. Give a shout out for a woman doing awesome things. So the reason I found out about gender EQ was I met this amazing woman today, Lisa Lindstrom of Doberman, which is the best way to describe it is a design firm, but they're not really a design firm. They do design, but they do a lot of other things too. Anyway, they're founded in Stockholm. They have offices in New York and Berlin. They're like 20 years old and they do some of like the work that you would totally recognize like Oscar Health or Wealthfront. Um, mm-hmm. But I had never heard of them. And then I met this woman today who's the CEO and I was like, you are amazing and mm. we must work together. And then like in passing at the very end of our meeting, she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there was this thing that we made as like in one day as part of this offsite hackathon thing. I just, you know, t- asked them what they wanted to build. And this was the idea that they came back with. And uh, it was like a team of all men, even better. Um, kind of love Scandinavia. And Scandinavia. uh and this was what they came up with. So I'm obsessed and I want to give a total shout out for Lisa Lindstrom. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. Go Lisa Lindstrom. Uh, Kate, who do you want to give a shout out to a woman doing awesome things? I want to give a shout out to a shopkeeper who just set up a shop right in the neighborhood. And I love walking around LA, which very few people do and stumbling upon a gem. She has a store called the little knittery that just moved into my neighborhood. And her name is cat coil. And I thought, Oh, knit shop, how quaint for 2018. Wonderful. Maybe I should get Huga, Higa with it, whatever that is, once and for all. Cozy. Thank you. Cozy with it. And finally, you know, get my knitting needles out and get it going on. And then I did more of a deep dive and learned that Kat Coyle was the woman who designed the original Pussy Project hat. 
What? Yes, right. She's in, in your neighborhood. neighborhood. She's like a block and a half away. You have royalty in your neighborhood. I know. And it just led me down this internet deep dive of the project, which I realized I hadn't done. And it was founded out of these two women, Janus Wyman and Krista Sue, who were in a knitting class together. The story is so inspiring to think, okay, yes, maybe I am just getting cozy with it and knitting, but what can come out of that? Well, a viral revolution, right? So Mm -hmm. um, hooray for Cat Coil for providing a space um, for people to come together and make stuff. And, you know, something really big uh, has come out of it already. And I'm sure there's more where that came from. So yay, Cat and the little knittery right in the neighborhood. That's so cool. Really cool. Awesome. Well, Christina, it's been a delightful CNC episode, if I do say so myself. It has. <laughs> I mean, polar bears and disco balls and tribes and pussycats. It really is. <laughs> and Emily Wapnick, the full and range. The whole thing. <laughs> well, let's quit while we're ahead, shall we? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.